and turn in your Bibles, please, to 1 Kings chapter 10. We continue our study through uh, Kings, 1 Kings chapter 10, beginning with verse 1. Now when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue with camels bearing spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she told him all that was on her mind. And Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing hidden from the king that he could not explain to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his officials and the attendance of his servants, their clothing, his cupbearers and his burnt offerings that he offered at the house of the Lord, there was no more breath in her. And she said to the king, the report was true that I heard in my own land of your words and of your wisdom, but I did not believe the reports until I came and my own eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity surpassed the report that I heard. Happy are your men, happy are your servants who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord, your God, who has delighted in you and set you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, he has made you king, that you may execute justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold and a very great quantity of spices and precious stones. Never again came such an abundance of spices as these, that the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Moreover, the fleet of Hiram, which brought gold from Ophir, brought from Ophir a very great amount of almond wood and precious stones. And the king made of the almond wood supports for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, also lyres and harps for the singers. No such almond wood has come or been seen to this day. And King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all that she desired whatever she asked besides what was given her by the bounty of King Solomon. So she turned and went back to her own land with her servants. Now the weight of the gold that came to Solomon in one year was 666 talents of gold, besides that which came from the explorers and from the business of the merchants and from all the kings of the west and from the governors of the land King Solomon made 200 large shields of beaten gold. 600 shackles of gold went into each shield. And he made 300 shields of beaten gold. Three miners of gold went into each shield. And the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. The king also made a great ivory throne and overlaid it with the finest gold. The throne had six steps, and the throne had a round top, and on each side of the seat were armrests and two lions standing beside the armrest, while twelve lions stood there, one on each 
end of a step on the six steps, the line of it was never made, the like of it was never made in any kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. None were of silver. Silver was not considered as anything in the days of Solomon. For the king had a fleet of ships of Tarshish at sea with the fleet of Hiram. Once every three years, the fleet of ships of Tarshish used to come bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. Thus King Solomon excelled all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. And the whole world sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put into his mind. Every one of them brought his present articles, brought his present articles of silver and gold, garments, myrrh, spices, horses, and mules, so much year by year. And Solomon gathered together chariot and horsemen. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen, whom he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king in Jerusalem. And the king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stone. And he made cedar as plentiful as the sycamore of the Shephelah. And Solomon's import of horses was from Egypt and Kew, and from the king's traders received them from Kew at a price. A chariot could be imported from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. So through the king's traders, they were exported to all the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Syria. And may God add his richest blessing to the reading of this portion of his holy word. Will you pray with me, please? Again, our Father, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful that you have spoken to us, and we pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would come and speak to us now. Lord, we see the son of David in this passage. And Lord, we see the greater son of David in this passage. And we pray that we would see our Lord Jesus Christ, the son of David, that we would see him high and lifted up and that we would hear his voice and know him and follow him and offer ourselves to him promptly and sincerely in spite of the inability and sin of the preacher. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated, please. Prophecies fulfilled. At Christmas, we think of the fulfillment of prophecies, prophecies that the Messiah, the Christ, would come into the world, those prophecies that were fulfilled in Jesus Christ. In this passage, we see a partial fulfillment of a messianic prophecy, a prophecy of the Messiah, of Christ. Roughly a thousand years before Jesus the Messiah would come into the world, we see here in the life of King Solomon a partial fulfillment of a prophecy of the Christ. But this fulfillment, this partial fulfillment of this prophecy points us to the 
ultimate fulfillment of it. Let's look at the passage. First, in this passage, we see the primacy of wisdom. The primacy of wisdom. In other words, that wisdom is primary. It's essential. It's of the first order of importance. Look at verse 1. Now, when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue with camels bearing spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she told him all was on her mind and Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing hidden from the king that he could not explain to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his officials, and the attendance of his servants, their clothing, his cupbearers, his burnt offerings, the offer of the house of the Lord, is no more breath in her. Now, go down to verse 23. Thus King Solomon excelled all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. And the whole earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom which God had put into his mind. Every one of them brought his present articles of silver and gold, garments, myrrh, spices, horses, and mules, so much year by year. Now we read in this passage that the queen of Sheba and later people from all over the world came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Verse 23 says that Solomon was both the wisest and the wealthiest king on earth. But let's note the flow of chapter 10. It begins with the wisdom of Solomon. That is what is primary of all the greatness of Solomon is his wisdom. Now you remember that Solomon had prayed. He had asked the Lord for wisdom. God had said to him, ask me for anything you want. Solomon chose to ask the Lord for wisdom. And the Lord told Solomon he was pleased with him because he had not asked for great riches or power, but he had asked for wisdom. The Lord granted his request, and so Solomon became exceedingly wise. He became the wisest man of all. His wisdom was literally world-renowned. But you know the flow of this chapter, after we see the wisdom of Solomon, we see this accounting of his wealth. One year... 
We read in verse 14, Solomon got 666 talents of gold, a talent weighing 75 pounds. Thousands of pounds of gold. Secondary to his wisdom, resulting from his wisdom, came wealth. Now, I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel today. We don't believe in a prosperity gospel, so-called. But I am preaching what you might call the wisdom gospel. Matthew Henry said of Solomon and his great wealth, this was he who when he was setting out in the world did not ask for the wealth and honor of it, but asked for a wise and understanding heart. The more moderate our desires are towards earthly things, the better we are qualified for the enjoyment of them and the more likely to have them. End quote. See, you can give all the money. You can give all the gold in the world to a fool. And he'll blow it by nightfall. Problem in lack of money. She can give a dollar to a wise person. And he'll stretch it. What you and I need more than wealth or power, or influence, or gold is wisdom. You see the primacy of wisdom. Secondly, in this passage, we see the prophecy fulfilled. The prophecy Fulfilled. Now, look at verse 1 again. Now, when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, with camels bearing spices and very much gold and precious stones. Now, skip to verse 6. And she said to the king, The report was true that I heard in my own land of your words and of your wisdom, but I did not believe the reports until I came and my own eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity surpassed the report that I heard. Happy are your men. Happy are your servants who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord, your God, who has delighted in you and set you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, he has made you king that you may execute justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king 
120 talents of gold and a very great quantity of spices, such an abundance of spices as these that the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Moreover, the fleet of Hiram, which brought gold from Ophir, brought from Ophir a very great amount of almond wood and precious stones. Now look at verse 25. Every one of them brought his present, articles of silver and gold, garments, myrrh, spices, horses, and mules, so much year by year. Now here we see that the queen of Sheba, somewhere in Africa, possibly Ethiopia, the queen of Sheba, the king of Tyre to the north along the Mediterranean coast, and later other foreign kings from other parts of the earth, they all bring gifts to King Solomon. And we read in verses 9 and 10 that the queen of Sheba praises the God of Israel. She calls him the capital L-O-R-D, Lord, Jehovah, specifically the God of Israel. Now keep that in mind and turn to the middle of your Bible, the book of Psalms, and look at Psalm 72. Psalm 72. Now, it says uh, at the top, there's a superscription. You know, some of the Psalms have a little caption at the top uh, in the original text. And uh, this one, it says, of Solomon. Uh, it could also be for Solomon. Uh, some think Psalm, Solomon wrote it. Others think David wrote it for uh, his son Solomon. I, I, I favor that view. You take it either way. It's God's word, whoever wrote it. But Psalm 72, and look at verse 8. It says, this is about Solomon, or about the king. May he have dominion from sea to sea, and from the river to the end of the earth. May desert tribes bow before him, and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute, May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him. All nations serve him. This prayer of King David or King Solomon for the king, the prayer for the king of Israel, it's being fulfilled. This prophecy in Psalm 72, in the life of Solomon, it is being fulfilled. We've got the queen from Sheba bringing gifts. We've got Hiram, the king of Tyre. Tyre is one of the coastlands mentioned in Psalm 72 and verse 10. Kings says verse 11, may all kings fall down before him. All nations serve him. We read in verses 23 to 25 of our text, 1 Kings 10, that all sorts of nations, kings are bringing gifts and coming to seek 
the wisdom of King Solomon. This was a prayer. Psalm 72 was a, a prayer. If you see in verse 1, it's a prayer. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. But this is a, also a prophecy of what the king was to be. Who he was to be. And we see this prophecy of the king of Israel, son of David, being fulfilled in the life of Solomon. So we see the primacy of wisdom. We see the prophecy fulfilled. And thirdly and finally in this passage, we see a picture of one greater. A picture of one greater. This prophecy of the king of Psalm 72 is being fulfilled in the life of Solomon, but it is not being completely fulfilled in Solomon. I've got you turning. Turn one more time to Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 12. Matthew, chapter 12, and look at verse 42. Matthew 12, 42. Our Lord Jesus Christ references the passage, 1 Kings 10. Jesus says, the queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and behold, something greater than Solomon is here. You see, Psalm 72 was a prophecy about David's son. Solomon was David's son, but David had a greater son, a greater descendant, and an ultimate son. The final son of David, Jesus Christ, he will be the king of all nations. Scripture says that a day will come when Jesus has come again and the kingdoms of this world will Become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. He will rule the nations with a rod of iron. He is the true king, the ultimate king described in Psalm 72. Solomon is a picture of him, a shadow of him. 
you read the, the gifts that they, these foreign kings and queens bring to Solomon. We read in verse 25 that all the kings brought presents to Solomon, silver and gold, garments, myrrh, spices, horses and mules. Gold, myrrh, Spices. We read that when the true king, the true son of David, came into the world, that wise men from way off in the east brought him gold and myrrh. And frankincense. You see, Solomon is a shadow. He's a picture of one greater. Here in Matthew twelve forty two, Jesus says that the queen of the south, that's the queen of Sheba, will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and behold something greater than Solomon is here. You see, when Jesus came, the people wouldn't listen to him. They wouldn't believe him. And he says that on the day of judgment, the queen of Sheba will rise up and condemn. She will be a star witness for the prosecution against all those who refused to come and hear and believe Jesus Christ. She came from the ends of the earth at that time, as far as they knew, way down yonder to come hear Solomon. But there's someone greater than Solomon. Have you come to Jesus? She came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Apostle Paul tells us that the wisdom of God is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That is the salvation God has planned and provided in his wisdom. Christ crucified. The wisdom of God.
God. Have you come to Jesus? Have you found the wisdom of God in him? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.